0: SpongeBob SquarePants comes out of the closet. Pixar and Disney has introduced the first transgender character. Kellogg sexualizes Fruit Loops. New York Department of Education promotes drag queen to three-year-olds. This is just the beginning of the moral rot and perversion they are brainwashing the next generation with. Stick around. We're going to discuss some things your government and the media giants don't want you to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Into the Age. I'm Vince Steagall here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls today at one eight seven seven 877 end time one 363 We're talking about brainwashing your children, and this is happening in the media everywhere. And so we felt like that it's time that we talk about it, especially with the latest announcement, Doug. It's pretty crazy, <laughs> and uh, we want to hear your thoughts about what's going on. Any questions you may have? Uh, any comments you may have? Give us a call at one eight seven seven End Time 1-877-3638-463. Well, Doug, we were talking about it earlier, and it made the show, so here we are. Yeah, here we are. Uh, Kellogg sexualizes cereal boxes. Yeah. You have any comments on that before we go into the article?
1: I just remember how innocent cereal used to be for me, Vince. You know, I grew up in the 70s. Uh, I was a little kid in the 70s eating a lot of cereal. Were there innocent
0: things in the 70s? There were,
2: okay. actually,
1: in cereal boxes was okay. one of them. Okay. On the back of my cereal <laughs> boxes, we had games. We had crossword puzzles. We had mazes. Uh, we even had little records that you could cut out and put on your record player and play songs from the back of my cereal boxes. I know I'm dating myself here, but I'm yeah. just saying... They were for a whole lot different reason than what they're being used for today. I didn't feel like it was promoting an agenda like this, but maybe, you know, a lot of sugar in my cereal and and maybe trips to the dentist. But other than that, it was pretty innocent.
0: Yeah, well, we have to share this story with you all. It's, it's quite crazy. Before we do, I do want to remind you that with a title on the show like Brainwashing Your Children, we need your help in getting the word out because when you say brainwashing and perhaps children and we talk about Kellogg and Pixar and Disney in the opening and all that stuff, the suppression happens immediately. So if you could share this on Facebook or Twitter or email it out, however you prefer uh, to communicate, Facebook really helps a lot. If you hit the share button, also the heart instead of the like, that does something for Facebook algorithms. So please do that to help us get the word out. Now, right to the story from the Western Journal by Christine Favacci. Uh, it's, the title is Kellogg Sexualizes Cereal Boxes, How They Are Indoctrinating Children Before Breakfast. The article says, Kellogg has sexualized its cereal box with the release of a Together with Pride product that promotes acceptance of the homosexual lifestyle and encourages children to pick their pronouns, all with the help of those same lovable characters who used to mostly hawk artificially flavored corn products now we have some uh, pictures of this on the screen for you to see so you don't have to take my word for it if you're listening to us on the radio uh, you can do a search on the internet for this uh, kellogg pride box and it will come up Uh, kellogg announced uh, quote limited edition together with pride cereal hits shelves across the country today marking the latest collaboration between Kellogg Company and Glad, The cereal, which features berry-flavored... Now, Doug, I told you it's going to be hard for me to read. It is going to be hard for me to read. Uh, it features berry-flavored rainbow hearts dusted with edible glitter. This was previously only available online, but will now be sold in select stores nationwide. Kellogg's new Together with Pride cereal will create opportunities... For homes and families to have conversations about the importance of acceptance, compassion, and understanding, especially when it comes to LGBTQ plus youth, Glad president and CEO Sarah K. Ellis said. Kellogg is not only building an ongoing commitment to support the LGBTQ plus community, but initiatives that spotlight the importance of using correct pronouns to create safe and welcoming spaces for trans and non-binary people. Okay, look for a second.
1: Look at, look at the top of that box again. Can we have that picture back up for a second? Look at the, look at the top of the box. And, and not what just it me, has which
0: there. we don't need to focus on. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So anyway, the top of this box, look at that. My pronouns are... And so it has a space where you can put that on the very top of your box, what your pronouns are. You know, your pronouns, like if you're a he, you identify as a she now, or a them, or a they, or however you identify. This is being taught this, to our You children. said
0: used to there would be a crossword puzzle or yeah. a... Or uh, one of those deals, a maze or whatever that you would do. Very
1: innocent. Now you write in your
0: pronouns. Yeah.
1: So whatever you feel like that day, I guess I could change, couldn't it? Because I mean, depends how old the milk. That's. (laughs) That's true. But I mean, you know, it's got all your characters on there. Tony Tiger, and, you know, the, uh, I can't remember the, the bird from there, Toucan, I think what's Toucan his name. Toucan Sam? Yeah, Toucan Sam, yeah. there you go. So those are those are characters that I even grew up with, you know, the cereal that's, they're great. And yeah. you see that, and now we're promoting this lifestyle, this. Uh, alternative lifestyle to our children on cereal boxes.
0: Well, and Doug, it's not just if you're male and you identify as female today, it's also um, uh, binary, non-binary mm. people. Yeah. So Where you don't even have a. I I think gender, it's the they, right? them pronoun yeah, is what's uh, uh, socially appropriate today. Yeah. Um, they go on to quote uh, the, the, an Instagram post, actually, that Kellogg has Their caption was, all are welcome at the breakfast table with our new Together with Pride cereal coming to shelves soon. For every box sold, Kellogg is donating $3 to GLAAD to support the LGBTQ plus community. Leave the boxes for cereal. You're too awesome to fit into a box. Wow. (laughs) So that's a quote from them as well. There you go the most disturbing feature is the box top that has special spot for children of course you just covered this, I'll skip that <laughs> now your kids can write their pronouns on their cereal box, so fun affirm their gender with Kellogg's there was a time when cereal boxes would feature themed mazes and puzzles to get children emotionally attached to the cereal brand with the hopes of making them customers for life instead this new box is chock full of sexualized messaging intended to warp young minds into believing that homosexuality is another form of love and transgenderism is a journey of self-discovery If tobacco companies are not allowed to use cartoon mascots to sell cigarettes to children, how is it acceptable for a cereal company to use its cartoons to promote this utter depravity? This promotion is proof positive that the leftists aren't promoting tolerance, but are instead determined to indoctrinate young minds to accept sexual deviance using the same powerful tools that sell their awful products in the first place. The same advertise—that may be the most offensive thing so far, right? You love cereal, right? Uh, The same advertising that compels children to pester their parents to buy those cereals is the first place is now being employed to normalize and promote the homosexual and transgender agendas. And this isn't an accident. Mm. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your comments and questions. Give us a call at one eight seven seven 877 end time That's 1-877-363-8463. We have several more stories to get to. We're going to get into some scripture as well after the break. So stick around. You don't want to miss
2: these other unbelievable stories that are happening right now around the world. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation. Featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations, you'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of revelation don't miss this special offer call now 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com to order call or go online now to get this comprehensive bible study
3: we've seen bible prophecy fulfilled like never before
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince here with Doug Norvell. If you're not already a subscriber to End Time Magazine, I don't know what you're waiting on. You need to be. We talk about the moral decay of our culture, but in spite of things like that, we talk about world government that's forming. We talk about a world war that's coming. We talk about the things that aren't so fun to talk about, but in that, we are offering hope throughout saying that in spite of the circumstances, there is good news because Jesus is coming back to establish his kingdom here on earth and you can be a part of it. And so that's the message that we're sharing with all this madness going on in our world. And today we're talking about the moral decay of our nation and even around the world and uh, what's happening with uh, Kellogg and other other things that we're going to get into today. But we talk about these things in End Time magazine. So it's critical that you get this magazine uh, it's 19.99 for a year's worth of magazines, so you definitely want to do it. However, we also want all the uh, lawmakers and thought leaders here in America to receive this magazine so that they can read it and they can be transformed as well. Uh, we know there's lots of good coming from our Reclaim America campaign. We're, we're actually almost finished with this, this year's version of it. Uh, we're $12,700 short. Uh, Nevada needs some help. Massachusetts needs some help. California's uh, in last place, I do believe. Uh, North Carolina's short, New Jersey's short, and then there's several thought leaders that still need End Time Magazine. So uh, I said it uh, last week, I'll say it again. Um, If everyone watching this gave five or 10 bucks to this cause, it would be over by the end of this evening. So if you could help us out, we would greatly appreciate it. We think everyone needs to be subscribed to End Time Magazine, especially our thought leaders and our lawmakers here in America. To help us with this, go to endtime.com slash USA or give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME. Tell the operator that you want to contribute to the Reclaim America campaign. Doug, it's doing a lot of good. We've heard from lawmakers and thought leaders, and, and they do appreciate it. Some people say, well, it'll get thrown away before they ever get it. Well, that may happen, but we send it in faith, believing that God's going to get that magazine in the right hands, whether it's the intended person or not. God's going to put that magazine right where it needs to go, so we do that in faith, and uh, you can help us out with that. It's also required to make the rapture. That, that's right? what I hear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to make the rapture, you're going to be yeah. pulled from the subscriber list of Time magazine. <laughs> that's what Pastor Baxter <laughs> used to say all the time. Yes. All right. <laughs> so we were talking about Kellogg, and by the way, we do want to hear from you. Give us a call at 1-877-END-TIME, one 363 uh, 8463 We were talking about Kellogg and what they're doing with... Uh, Fruit Loops, is that right? Yes. Okay, I was it getting mixed mix Loops. with Fruity Pebbles before the show, right. but it's, it's a Fruit different, Loops. That's a different company today. i'm not up to date on the cereal <laughs> stuff I'm but they're a both behind, yeah but. they're both fruity and delicious i believe so <laughs> I, w- I was trying to get you to set up to say your joke that you don't want to say publicly no i, but I do not i but gave you an opportunity <laughs> let you... me
1: just say this though before we i mean because i don't want people thinking that we're making light of it because we're not this is very serious it's a serious situation and we we love people that are struggling with this we want to teach them the truth we want to tell them what the bible says we want to save them and help them to make it into heaven and uh what we're trying to do here today we're making light of it because it's such a heavy subject because it is brainwashing our children i mean there's no other way to say it um you know just like the referral to the cigarette companies Mm. you know here we are we're pushing something that is immoral and that can this can hurt a child. If, if a child is inundated with this kind of brainwashing and told that um, if they were born one sex and they feel like there's something else at that early of an age and you start inundating that into that young, impressionable mind, these children can grow up to make a, a, a decision based on an emotion that somebody fed them and told them this is, you know, this is who you are and it's OK to be like this. And they can do a life altering life-changing surgery that can you know destroy their life later on when they grow up and they say wait a second i was just a kid when i made that decision there are people in government that are saying that parents can't have any authority over their child making this decision to have a sex change operation and things like this Mm -hmm. and and i'm very passionate about it because i had some people that i know that have done this and they're, they were older when they made this decision, but they've made that transition from uh, one sex to another, mm-hmm. and um, and I've seen it happen in people's lives, and so it's it's something that at this young age to be um, you know forced on these kids. And, and we're about to go into how it's happening in more avenues than just cereal. So anyway, I just want to say this is very heavy to me. It's a very heavy topic. It's, it's an emotional topic, and I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of it in any way. But in some ways, it's, it's so ridiculous, it is almost humorous because of how ridiculous it is. So I just want to get that off my chest.
0: <laughs> no doubt. And, you know, as we've gone through this, it's like, you know, I think about my family and my friends and all the people I'm acquainted with. You know, I love these people dearly. I love uh, life, you know. And yeah. But in spite of all that, I look at things like this and I go, Jesus, I am so ready for mm-hmm. you to come back. Amen to that. I want to be ready. And I and I am ready. I'm yeah. ready spiritually and I'm ready emotionally. <laughs> um, there's a lot of unknowns to what's next, you know, as far as, as how we'll live life. Um, yeah. You know, for thousands of years to come, but I'm ready, I'm like, Lord, I am ready for you to establish your ways um which which there he has done that to a degree, yeah. and that, that we that can be found in his word, and by my mm-hmm. life, I can reflect that, but I mean like heaven, that's what I'm talking about right, exactly, and so I am ready for that i can I can just see it, and I'm just wanting to go there <laughs> and um I agree with you so on that. It, it it is a heavy it is a heavy thing. Uh, because this is so disturbing on so many levels, yeah. and yet part of what makes it so heavy is just by saying what we've said in the last few seconds, we're going to be hated for. Like we're, we're going to be saying we should should we should be uh, shouldn't be and in, so inclusive, yeah. and you should be accepting and and it's just like yeah crazy. I don't know, I, but but you should suppress what you believe and feel. And be open to all this, and and not just open to it, but promote it. Right. And don't you dare say you disagree, or else you're going to be the next subject of cancel culture.
1: Right. That's that's where we are right now. And Jesus talked about that, too. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too.
0: You know, I've got lots of friends and family that don't agree with me or whatever. We talk about things that we don't agree with. And yet we're friends and family after that conversation. Right. It's like we can talk about things we don't agree with and still be friends. Yeah, absolutely. why don't we just have a conversation and let people who can hear us talk make a logical decision on their own? Right. Why do we have to promote this and push it down uh, everybody's brain and try to make them line up with our agenda? Yeah, it drives me crazy. So I can imagine. Um, and being the father of two
1: small children, I can see. I yes. mean, you have that protective instinct in you to. I mean, you. You're not going to want your kids to even eat cereal
0: anymore. I mean, it's getting that crazy. I mean, you know, guess (laughs) what, Doug? I am their parent. Right. They are part of my God given purpose. Right. God put me here on earth to nurture them and to disciple them Mm -hmm. and to help them grow into everything that he's called them to be. And if you have children, if you have friends, if you have if you're connected to somebody out there, God's put you in their life for that as well. And so you get to decide, this is not what we were going to talk about, but guess what? You get to man up and decide what content your home consumes. So when you put your child on the iPad over in the corner with the earbuds in and they just disappear for hours consuming who knows what, don't be shocked when you find out that they've been consuming stuff like this that we've been talking about. Don't be shocked. Like I said this before, I think, but somebody said, I can't believe Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are our best two choices for president because they're not you know, the, the uh, poster child for Christianity. And I'm yeah. going, well, why are you so surprised? Because you and your family gather around the TV every night and consume modern family where all this type of behavior is being consumed. And that's happening all throughout our world and it's because we have parents who choose to allow the school system the media to raise their children that's you that's me we get to make this decision and and God's put that in our in our uh, response list of responsibilities so I guess I would challenge everyone and, and and everyone that's watching not just what are you allowing your home to consume but what are you consuming right you know, I was thinking this morning about our iPhones or whatever smartphone you may have. You know, you're walking through the store and you get the ad about what you were just talking about last night. And, you know, it freaks you out because, you know, oh, my phone's listening to me. Big Brother's listening to me and all that stuff. Well, it's like, I was thinking about that. Like, man, if we could just see what people's phone cameras saw and what their microphones picked up and all that stuff. Well, that's how God works. He's there all the time. So right. not just what are your. What are your kids and what are what are your family um, consuming? But what are you consuming? And 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 the privacy uh, of your, I guess, of your own self. What do you consume? So I would challenge all of us to um, maybe we need a a God filter on things. Absolutely. And uh, start studying His Word and knowing what the Bible says. Because if you know what God's Word says, and you start consuming stuff that's opposed to what His Word says, I'm sure this has happened to you. I know it's happened to me. I start getting hit with it. It's right. like, oh, that, oh, oh man, <laughs> yeah. I'm catching myself. Like, I am going anti-biblical here. Right. <laughs> I'm being a hypocrite. I'm not doing what I say right. we should do. And so I would challenge us all. Ask God to speak into your life as you're going about your every day and uh, not only figure out and correct things that you're consuming, um, whether it's music or movies or shows or whatever it may be, uh you get to choose that and you have power to determine the trajectory of our world right but we've allowed so much little stuff to come in over time and now we've got this mess that we're dealing with mm-hmm. and it's radical and guess what the only thing that's going to fix fix it is radical behavior so you need to get radical about it yeah you you need to say you know what kids you're not taking your phone to bed tonight because we don't know what's going on or maybe we do and that's why you shouldn't do it right so I'm we're not here for parenting <laughs> advice. Uh I'm supposed to be talking about uh Pixar introducing the first transgender character. Is yeah, that right, Doug? That's right. Yeah. All right, let me get to that. My apologies on the uh the rant. As the LG this is from uh this the title is Pixar to introduce first transgender character from LifeSite News. It's as the LGBT As the LGBT movement gained cultural domination, the producers of children's entertainment trailed cautiously behind, careful to keep up with trends without pushing the envelope or risking too much parental pushback. But one by one, children's cartoons have become yet another educational arm of the LGBT movement. Clifford the Big Red Dog has two moms. Arthur's teacher, Mr. Ratburn, is gay. The Disney Channel's animated series Owl House will feature a bisexual teenager that dabbles in witchcraft. Then there's SpongeBob SquarePants coming out. Okay, hold on.
1: <laughs> so, hold on a second. We're talking about SpongeBob SquarePants has now come out as a gay character. That's right. Okay. And see, this. my, my child used to watch SpongeBob when she was little. She's, of course, a grown person now, but... Clifford the Big Red Dog, she had that book. I don't know if this is talking about if there's a cartoon about it now or what, but she had that book. Yeah. And I recognize all these. I remember Arthur. I can remember her watching that on Disney. There's always been that witchcraft in there because they've always had shows about witches Mm -hmm. and Halloween and things like that. And, And that's bad enough. But now we're seeing all of this like, Filter in, and and it hasn't. It's not just this. I mean, I think about my childhood. How would I have been ha, if Pi Pi the Sailor Man would have come out of the closet, and you know, now he's a homosexual instead of you know Pi Pi the Sailor Man who would eat the spinach and get really strong and and beat up the bad guy. I mean, it's it's crazy that this is where we're going. I mean, even superheroes nowadays, superheroes have homosexual characters in them the Mm -hmm. superhero shows that are on tv right now are geared toward these kids too Mm -hmm. and it's i'm sorry it's just it's ridiculous
0: at where we're headed with this well i don't think anyone's surprised about spongebob i'll just tell you i think they were intentional (laughs) about that from the beginning spongebob always weirded me out but uh anyway (laughs) disney's gay character and onward and their children's film out which focuses on a gay couple, the children's section of Netflix, which many parents use to avoid exposing their kids—I'm uh, sorry, many parents use to avoid exposing their kids to inappropriate content—also features many LGBT characters, storylines, and messaging. As I noted last year, we've been a very effective LGBT colonization of children's entertainment industry. Now it is Pixar Animation Studios, which is Disney. Um, Famous for Toy Story and recently raking in an Oscar for the very problematic Soul, it was only a matter of time before America's best known producer of children's entertainment would go woke. Much to the delight of activists, they have released a casting call for their first transgender character. This, as several news outlets noted, will be the first Pixar character who is transgender. The character also just happens to be targeted to a children's audience, affirming the wildfire phenomenon of gender dysphoria in young teens. If Pixar and Walt Disney are the curators of Children's Americana, then the transgender movement has officially won. Despite that, LGBT groups noted approvingly that it is about time Disney-Pixar do better. Representation is not enough. Overrepresentation and domination is what they are seeking. And in this casting call, it says they're looking for a youth voiceover role for upcoming animated projects, uh, a project. The character, Jess, is a 14-year-old transgender girl. Uh, we're looking for actresses 12 to 17 years old. Okay, now the, the bottom portion of this is what is particularly alarming to me. If you know a child who fits this description and would like to audition for the role her legal guardian should contact and it gives their email. That's Pixar, that's Disney, that's Kellogg. What are you consuming in your home? Folks, we can control this. We can get this back. It just may take some radical steps like praying again and reading your Bible again and doing crazy things that the Bible would recommend. So we're going to take your calls after the break. 1-877-IN-TIME. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play.
4: If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the Watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the Archive button.
0: All right, Doug, we're back. We didn't plan this uh, jacket thing, but we're kind of wearing a similar jacket. Yeah. Uh, that was unintentional and we will get better. Uh, um, <laughs> or will we? <laughs> well, probably not, but, uh, we'll see what happens. All right. We do want to take your calls. Uh, one end time One eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. 363 8463 We have several other stories to share. Uh, but we are happy to let you jump in and ask a question or make a comment at any point. I saw somebody in the, uh, chat on Facebook during the break and they said, where are you, Jesus? And I, I told Doug, I, I read it to him, and I said, hey, Jesus is here. Yeah. He's been here. He hasn't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Where are we? Where are we in acknowledging that he is here and uh, tapping into his spirit as we uh, need guidance in our everyday life? So Jesus is here. He's, he's all around us. His spirit is here. Yeah. Um, we just have to um, calm the noise, calm what we consume, and tap into him. And so um, Jesus is here. Uh, never worry about that just it's time to get back to jesus I guess' is, yeah. is what would be the Absolutely. thing. but we will go to the phones uh Sharon in Oklahoma. welcome to end of the age you're You're awfully bold calling in on a day like today.
5: Oh, this aggravates me so mad. I tell you what they're starting our children at the earliest age. Mm-hmm. They're going to start indoctrinating them instead of doing it in school. I mean I heard that the, the They've been teaching little kids in kindergarten and stuff about sexual stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. that's way too young.
0: Absolutely. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Ma'am. We we just ma'am. don't really know how, what to say. Yeah. We're you we're know, but with aunt,
5: you. back to the cereal. Okay. You get when you get up in the morning this way. I always and uh, sit there and eat your cereal and you read the cereal box. Right. How many kids do that? I mean, you just leave the cereal box, sit it on the table, and the kids pass it around and read it and give it to me. It's my turn, yeah. you know? Now
2: well, they're
5: going to be reading about this garbage.
1: Yeah, you're and absolutely right. This is an right.
5: abomination. Yeah. This is an abomination of God.
0: Well, you know, you Sharon, know, for this- it's it's uh, who buys the cereal box?
5: The parents. Wow. I done done it. As soon as you guys, as soon as you guys came <laughs> on with this, I was sitting there watching you, and I went over on my Facebook, went to YouTube, got the ad for the box, shared it on Facebook, and I said my piece.
1: Oh, well, there you that. go. Get it out there, Let I people. I mean, know. and I
5: told I don't, I do not ever want to see one of these boxes in one of my grandchildren's home, mm-hmm. and the parent is the one that buys it, and the only way that you're going to hurt these people is hit them in the pocketbook the only way that you're going to hurt them. You're right. Stop buying their product. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Thank you for your call, Sharon. You feel about like we do. Yeah. Um, You just are getting away with expressing it a little bit more than what we could. So we appreciate you calling and sharing your thoughts. Um, You know, that's exactly what we're saying, Doug, is, you know, the parents this is how it works don't send your kids to that event Don't right. send. don't buy this for your kids and they go oh but all the other kids have it so i have to do it too yeah it's like when did we come such when did we become such sissies that we like <laughs> just because their friends have it they have to have it yeah like i well i better not get into that because i was going to talk about my childhood and and how well i'll get into it i don't care i had <laughs> friends who had stuff that i wanted And um, did stuff that I thought I wanted to do. And my parents wouldn't allow me to go to some of those places, which is odd because some of the other stuff that I was able to do. But nonetheless, um, you know, there was things that I that I wasn't allowed to do that I wanted to do. Um, And all my friends were doing it or going there or wherever and and I wasn't able to do it. And then, you know, some of my friends were able to acquire certain things because their parents would buy it for them and I would want it as well. And for some reason it never worked that my friends had it. Like that was never a good reason for me to be able to get it.
1: Yeah, I always heard if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you go jump
0: off right, right after them? Yeah, so but that's that was, yeah. that's way too insensitive to say <laughs> these days. It's going right. to be emotionally damaging for your children for decades to come if you tell them no. Right. Um, all right. What do we do next, Doug? We're in uh, we're in a lot of trouble. I know we really are. <laughs> uh, well, you want to take another phone call? Or you, sure, let's okay, do okay. it. Let's do that. All right. We will go to Lynn in New York. Lynn, welcome to Into the Age. Hi.
6: How are you?
0: We're doing Good. well. How are, How are you, you doing, Lynn?
6: I'm doing okay. All right. I might have a, a slightly different perspective, but okay. still a scriptural one. I, I'm, a, I'm a teacher. I'm a middle school teacher, and I see a lot of this in the school. You're right. It's promoted in the school. Children who would not be confused are confused by it. Mm. It's, it's starting right at the kindergarten age. But, you know, the Lord has me there to love these children and to come alongside of them and to teach them regardless of this. And that's the message I try and get across to them is that no matter what you're going through, I'm here to love you and teach you. And Mm. I think we need to show that compassion to these poor, confused children.
0: Yeah. We're with you, Lynn. We we don't have a different perspective. Yeah. We agree. Yeah. And and thank you for fulfilling your God given purpose. Yeah. we need people like you in the school system yeah. with this perspective. It's
6: getting harder. Yeah, it's I getting can imagine. It, it's really getting harder because I see children derailed who would not otherwise be derailed. But boy, they in in this confusion they're going through, mm-hmm. they they need so much Christian love.
2: Yeah,
0: yep. so that's absolutely.
7: That's what I'm there for.
0: Thank, you, Thank Lynn. you, Lynn. We appreciate it. <laughs> we, we sincerely appreciate it. I imagine it's very difficult for mm-hmm. Lynn. Yeah. I imagine it's even more difficult for teachers in New York yeah. to do this, and that leads us right into this next story. It was a perfect segue. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. I guess we shared our notes with her or something. Right. Um, New York City Department of Education and PBS team up to promote Drag Queens. To three-year-olds, so Pride Month is approaching, and bears remembering that public cash, taxpayer dollars, are utilized to fund many of the festivals, the festivities. Excuse me. In fact, much of the moral revolution currently queering the public square is now being paid for by the government—that is, by you, the taxpayer. There's drag queen story hour in public libraries, and Canada's state broadcaster, the CBC. Uh, pushing hypersexualized content on their CBC Kids platform, including a documentary titled Drag Kids. The PBS, which is taxpayer funded, is also in on the game. Mary Margaret O'Lahan of the Daily Caller posted a video of drag queen Little Miss Hot Mess. Singing the hips on the drag queen go swish, 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 to the tune of the wheels on the bus go round and round to an audience of children. It was produced with the media company WNET and naturally the New York City Department of Education. Drag queens and every other imaginal form of sexual diversity is not just accepted, it's actually taught to children in government schools funded by parents, regardless of whether or not they're on board with... Uh, some type of education, I don't want to say. The intended audience was between three and eight years old. Quote, I think we might have some drag queens and training on our hands. Mm-hmm. Little Miss Hot Mess said, after dancing and singing for the virtual audience, being a drag queen is about being bold, shining bright, and showing a little bit of bravery, being willing to step outside the box and to dance to our own beat sometimes.
1: Yeah. That's huh.
0: frightening to me, but... There,
1: there's good news, too, because uh, there were several stories. I, I didn't you know, get those in our, our notes and stuff today, but there's several states where parents are pushing back against their school administrations. In Utah, Texas, Maine, uh, that's just some of the places where the parents have stood up to the school committees and said, look, we're not having this. We're not going to allow this to happen to our children. Uh, which that gives me hope that there are people out there. But, you know, bottom line, like you were saying earlier, Vince, we need to educate ourselves as parents. That's one thing that we need to do about what the agendas are at our school. What what are they teaching the kids at school? If your kids are going to a public school and they're subject to this, be a parent. Get involved. Do something about it uh, because you can do that. And, and like, um, you know, our last caller was saying – Stop buying their products. Don't don't pay for the cereal. Don't go to uh, their products. The the ones that are pushing these agendas. Find out who they are and don't buy their products. I mean, if cancel culture can be for people who have opinions against the agenda, then cancel culture can go the other way because we really do have a voice and we we have power in our buying ability as you know Christian individuals. So. Um, those are things that we can do. Um,
0: there's there's a book called The Naked Communist. Yeah, and you said that before the show, <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world? God, what are you talking about? I've no, never heard of the book before. Okay, so a lot of people maybe haven't, but it was a book that was written
1: in the 1950s, and it is uh, it was written by an ex-FBI
0: agent. Hey, can I read these reviews before you get into that? Yeah, absolutely. Because when you told me about that, I was like, I had to look it up. Yeah. And then we found some reviews on Amazon. Yeah. Read um, those reviews. Because I I was thinking it was like a pro-communist thing. Right. Trying to figure out why it's relevant to what we're talking about and trying to make the connection. Yeah. And then I read the reviews and I was like, oh, now I understand. But uh, President Ronald Reagan said, no one is better qualified to discuss the threat to this nation from communism. You will be alarmed. You will be informed. And you'll be glad you heard him. Paul Harvey said, I have never given any volume such an unqualified endorsement. Glenn Beck said, I I went back and I read The Naked Communist, and at the end of that, Skousen predicted that someday soon you won't be able to find the truth in schools or in libraries or anywhere else because it won't be in print anymore. He apparently wrote about this in the 50s. Mm -hmm. So you must collect those books. It's an idea I read from... uh, Cleon Scusin from his book in the 1950s, The Naked, Naked Communist, where he talked about how someday the history of this country's going to be lost because it's going to be hijacked by intellectuals and communists. Yeah, so here we are. That helped me understand <laughs> a little bit better. Yeah,
1: so when you have endorsement like that, I mean, like you said, you hear Ronald Reagan say something like that, and, and automatically that draws your attention to it. This isn't a conspiracy theory book. So this was a book that in this, it was presented to our Congressional Congress. It's on Congressional Congress records. And it has 45 goals in there of how to overtake the United States and make it a communist nation. And so the reason why I brought it up today, the reason why we talked about it before the program, is because three of the goals are listed in there and they go along with what we're talking about. And this is part of that agenda. When we talk about an agenda, there is an agenda. And when you look at this book and you read these 45 goals, if you go and you Google this and look for or if you duck, duck, gold this, I guess, <laughs> uh, and you look for these 45 goals, you can find them on the Internet and they go down through and you can look at it and you can see the ones that are being implemented. Now, number 25 is a breakdown of the cultural cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books magazines motion pictures radio and TV well now we can add cartoons and and cereal boxes to that and radio and TV yeah absolutely that 's where it would be so number twenty six uh, present homosexuality uh, degeneracy and pro- promiscuity as normal natural, and healthy that 's what they 're doing in our schools right now that 's the things that we 're promoting what we 're just reading about. And then number uh, 27, infiltrate the churches and replace revealed uh, religion with social religion. Uh, discredit the Bible and emphasize, emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. Pretty incredible
0: stuff there. My wife texts me and said, I'm trying to hold myself back from calling in and sounding like a crazy conspiracy lady. <laughs> if you're just not getting mad about this. It's too late because this consumer decides what products are popular. Wake up. So we'll talk more about that and get to your calls. On the other side of the break, give us a call at one end time one 363 8463
4: Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece To the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013... go to jerusalemprophecycollege.com
0: All right, I got in trouble for reading my text, my wife's text, and I'm not supposed to announce any more text from her. Oh wait, I was not supposed to announce you that. You were supposed to say that. Oh, well, <laughs> I better uh do, bring bring some flowers home or something. Something. All right. Well, we don't want to uh push back the callers any longer if you want to call there is still some time to get in the number is one 877 we will go to roxanne in florida welcome to end of the age roxanne
7: hey vince hey doc thank you so much for taking my call today
0: our pleasure I'm thanks for calling
7: here. you're very welcome i'm sitting here and i'm just heavily heavily engaged listening to to a lot of the stuff that you guys are sharing and it really resonates with me. I'm 34 years old, and I'm a mom of four children. And I remember being exposed as, as a child to so much stuff in the public school system in the uh, mid-late 90s and the early 2000s. And I, I have explained to my children that, that the times have changed so much that there's a degradation within our society. There definitely is an agenda. I'm a homeschool mom now. And my children were, um, I have a 13-year-old. He was exposed to pornography in school by, by use of a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever remember that happening to us back then. But I know that there's, there's definitely a breakdown. And I'm glad that you guys are talking about, about this, this hot topic. It needs to be discussed. And people, parents, um, pastors, all of us, we need to know about it. So thank you, guys.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing that, Roxanne. We need encouragement. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, she touches
1: on on something that we were talking about earlier. Uh, You know, the COVID thing where we were all in lockdown, it, it gave the enemy a perfect opportunity to come into our homes in so many different ways because there was so much downtime. And I'm sure that parents, especially if you got four or five kids, you know, you were like, look, just take your tablet, take your cell phone, go away from me for a little bit, give me some quiet time. And the enemy That's,
0: used all that. That we, me and my wife to talk about that. Like, you know how easy it would be to just play a movie and like, wow, we could get some stuff done, right? <laughs> but uh, you know, we we're trying to not do as much of that. Yeah. Well, so. and and I understand. I mean, it's the culture
1: we live in. They they make that stuff. I mean, there's there's things all over you know netflix and youtube that can entertain the kids but you you've got to look at that stuff some of it's educational and it's good because it's teaching on abcs and songs and rhymes and all those things but then this other stuff it it's just it's very frightening as a parent right now i would think but it, it, it did covid gave the enemy the perfect opportunity to come in and shut down churches lock people in their homes and put filth over the the airways and i mean it, it if you can't tell, it gets me a little up in arms, but anyway. Well,
0: we've, we've, <laughs> we've allowed it to develop some comfortable Christians. Yeah. We're just comfortable sitting by, allowing whatever happens to happen. Yeah. Let us hit play on YouTube or Netflix and whatever the suggested video is next, let's just let it keep going. Yeah. And before long, 12 hours have passed and you've stayed up until 4 a.m. binge watching some show. Right. That's not healthy for anybody no, to not. do, unless it's into the age plus watched. I didn't No, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, now that would be a little bit better, but I still don't recommend staying up till 4 a.m. to do all that. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, she also mentioned something else, too, about uh, the church and pastors. And, you know, I think it's time that um, we beg our pastors and our ministry leaders to talk about some of these things. Like yeah. we don't need to sit by and not address what's happening in the culture. And so um, that's I think that's something the church should do as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we will go to uh, Washington now. Andreas, welcome to End of the Age.
8: Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? We're well, Mm -hmm. how are you? I'm okay. I I had to call again. You know, this is very irritating, you know, to hear this. What can we do as parents? You know, I have a son that's that's going into middle school now. I have four kids and my youngest is five and she's a daughter, I mean, she's a girl. And trying just to be able to teach them now what everything that they're doing, the world's trying to do, it's like we're playing catch-up, you know, with sexual stuff now, trying to teach them because the school's doing it. I'm like, we gotta teach them with the word now. My son, I have to teach him this. But it's it's like the enemy's just going full force at us now yeah. with it. I mean, I didn't I came in when you guys were talking about the food with the cereal products. I'm not too sure what cereal products that was. But Fruit Loops. It's huh?
0: <laughs> Fruit Loops.
8: Oh oh wow! Big, big surprise. Yeah, that is, and it's just nuts that it's getting this way. You know, it's getting so dark. It makes you want to just homeschool your kids. Yeah, and. I don't know what what can we what can we do as in the Christian side? You know, we're considered that we're hating them or don't love them because they say they were born this way or whatever. This is how they feel. You know, my uncle said he's a pastor. He says some days you may feel like you may feel like a nut. You may feel like eating dog food, but you ain't gonna go do it. Right,
0: no, I have no intentions of doing that, all right yeah, uh, Andres, you know, I don't have all the answers um i This is something that my wife and I wrestle with ourselves. We have a three year old and a one year old and we hope to have more children. Um, and I got to tell you, before we got married, we had some of these conversations, like, what are we going to do when we have kids? And how are we going to raise our children? We wanted to have some of these conversations before we got married because we wanted to be on the same page. And so I think it's important that parents get on the same page first of all. And then you got to figure it out. Like one, one thing that, that we committed to that, no matter what it took, we were going to control the atmosphere that our children is in. Not to a point where they're, you know, weirdos that don't know how to talk to people. You know, they, you know, they're not like cavemen or cave women you know it's not like that it's it's we're going to we're going to filter their environment and be sure that we don't allow just anything to come into their brains they are they are part of our god-given purpose so i better be a good steward of this situation i don't have that much time to raise them in the path that god has for them so we had to get on the same page and say no matter what sacrifice we have to make we are going to do that for our children and so we spent the first five years of our marriage only driving one car. And because we said, you know, which I know a lot of people don't have cars. Uh, You know, I'm just saying from a financial perspective, we sacrificed as much as we possibly could and still survived. That way, when the time came that we did have children, that my wife could stay home with our children and help raise them. And so, you know, when I come home at night, I'm engaged with my children. I don't lock myself up in an office and say, I got to work a little bit more. I don't, Say I'm going to hang out with the boys tonight. You know what? My, my purpose in life, one of my top purposes in life is to nurture my children in the ways of the Lord. And if I think that the school system or the church or any other place is going to do that the way God has called me to do it, then I'm fooling myself. And so I don't have all the answers for how you feel like you need to parent your children. I think we've got to take that before the Lord and wrestle with it and say, God, help direct my path. Um, but those are just some of the things that me and my wife did so we could help prepare ourselves for having children and parenting our children. Yeah. There's a whole lot more to it. There's a lot of variables. You know, we all have our own circumstances and all that stuff. But I tell you, if it took us living in a 600-square-foot apartment with no rooms, we would do that to nurture our childrens in a godly way.
8: Right, right. Right. Yeah, that's. It just makes you not want to have kids. I mean, my parents said it. You know, when I was in high school, I didn't understand it. You know, I'm 32. I didn't understand. They said I feel. They said we feel so. You guys got it so hard. You know, you guys deal with so much stuff coming at you, and it's like I didn't really get it until after I graduated back in 07. Was not too long ago. You know, and it's just Satan has really whipped more force on it, and it's like I'm telling my kids, I feel sorry for you guys. You guys have to deal with so much stuff yeah. is being hit at
1: you. Yeah. Well, I'll I tell you this. You know, the Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go, and they will never depart from that. And I believe that my daughter uh, is, is a good case of that because she, you know, I, I taught her the best I could about the truth of the Word of God. And, you know, I was in ministry through her high school years and her junior high years and things. And I taught a youth group and she was in the youth group. And so I nurtured her and taught her the the Word of God, the truth about the Word of God. And we talked about difficult situations like this, difficult subjects that come up. And we would talk about it from a biblical standpoint, not only with her, but with that entire group of youth that I was shepherding over but when my daughter was old enough she graduated high school she went to college that that foundation that i laid through the word of god that helped her get through college because she had debates with you know some of her professors and some of the other students and she Mm -hmm. stuck to her guns of the word of god and so Mm -hmm. you know it it can be done
8: okay that's good to know too yes we've been Taught that too in the church, you know, train up our child in the way they
0: should go. Yeah. Well, yeah. Andreas, I would also add, be a man and lead your home. I'm not doubting that you are, but this is this is your time to shine and what God's called you to do. You gotta be a good husband oh, yeah. and a good father. And so you get to choose a lot of this stuff. So I don't I don't know anything about your personal life. I'm not saying you're not doing these things, but as as yeah. the dad, you have a heavy burden that has been given to you by God because you can do it. And so I would encourage oh, yeah. you to go pursue that and do it, make it happen.
8: Yeah. Oh yes, most definitely never. This is a full time job for me. I'm not, I love what i being a dad. I love being a husband, Amen. and I'm not going to not going to run from it. Amen. <laughs> but it is definitely the enemy really fighting the men. He's trying to take all the men out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Make
8: them make them punks now. <laughs>
0: That's well, how I we need men like us to step up and say it ain't going to happen yeah. here and uh, i'll give you a tip don't read your wife's texts on national radio and (laughs) and on an internet show don't do that it's a bad idea
8: (laughs) i will not i was listening to that (laughs) all right
0: well thanks for your call andreas we appreciate it very much uh we will go to elda in california elda welcome to end of the age
9: hi hi thank you for having me um i really appreciate you guys bringing up this topic um I'M IN NORTHERN CALIFORNIA, AND I WANT TO ENCOURAGE, ESPECIALLY THE NEW FAMILIES THAT ARE JUST RAISING THEIR CHILDREN, DON'T GIVE UP, KEEP PRAYING FOR THEM. I HAVE FOUR CHILDREN, TWO OF THEM ARE ALREADY ADULTS, THE TWO YOUNGER ONES ARE IN ELEMENTARY SCHOOL, AND I HAVE HAD MY SON FACE THINGS AT SCHOOL, YOU KNOW, THAT HE HAD TO DISCERN. AND SO, IF YOU TRAIN UP YOUR CHILDREN prepare them because this is the world we're in until the Lord calls us all home or takes us home uh, but train them but I do want to urge all the parents especially here in California that are people of faith please please seek other parents support each other I faced back in 2019 our school board you know the a lot of LGBT things that didn't align with the Word of God you know and we were told, you will have to get with it. So we are the minority as people of faith. We are. And so that's the key is gather other parents. Don't give up, please. Yeah. And, uh, you know, join committees. I found out there was a committee that makes decisions on these teachings with our schools. And so the minority, again, is the conservatives, the, parents, the people of faith. So you have, you know, the majority being liberals that are making these decisions. Where are the church? where are the church members we need to gather um you know the other thing is the churches are not sharing this i had to do my own research i had to go and ask and question and find these committees that exist that don't represent us you know and so and then the final say was homeschool your child and that should not be our only option we should not be pushed into a corner as people of faith because we serve a mighty
0: God. Yes, we do, Elda. Thank you for calling. We're running out of time. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we are uh, about at the end of the show here. I just want to remind you that this is the end time that we're living in and we need Christians in the end time to shine the light of Jesus' love and long suffering in this world so you can do it starting today.